Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 3082. Here we go, continuing on in our series of Andor debriefings, and we're going to take a look today since we brought her up yesterday at Dead Ramiro. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, funnily enough, in the interviews leading up to the release of Andor, Denise Goff, who plays Dead Romero, kind of told us what our experience of Dedra would be through the series, or at least through you know, part of the series, until essentially we get to the interrogation of Bix, the idea that we would see a professional woman who was doing well in a space where the men around her were not doing very well and we would be rooting for her in that particular regard but then when we realize just how bad she can be and we think about it in terms of the system in which she works and which she serves that suddenly that rooting for her would turn and that of course is exactly what happened. And we talked throughout the course of our Andor briefings that it was rather interesting how the way that protagonists and antagonists were set up in this series didn't necessarily align with what you expected. I mean, Cassian has the series named after him. You would think that he would be our main protagonist and that as our main antagonist, Dead Ramiro would be after him specifically, but she's not. She's really after Axis, a.k.a. Luthen Rail. And that's another point in which she differs from Cyril Karn, for example, because Cyril is all about Cassian, whereas Dedra looks at Cassian as a means to an end to get to the bigger picture situation. And another reason why it makes more sense to consider Dedra and Luthen together is whereas Luthen gives a monologue about how he's, you know, burned himself up for the cause of the Empire, paraphrasing a beautiful monologue and very badly at that. Dedra doesn't get that kind of monologue, but she's the ice to Luthen's fire for sure, right? I mean, it's pretty rare that we get to see into the private lives of any of our main villains for all intents and purposes, right? I mean, we do get to see that with protagonists very often, but not usually with villains. We get that remarkably with Cyril and his mother in the course of the series. We don't get it with Dedra. It's not necessarily a surprise that we don't, but the way that you know things are sort of pitched is really fascinating with her it's as if she has entirely cut herself off from everything where she is just about the work about you know catching whoever she needs to catch about supporting this fascist regime regime and then she's working at a remove from it but the nearest thing she gets to intimacy is a really awful scene between her and Bix leading up to the interrogation with Dr. Gorst and then, of course, there's the moment with Cyril at the end after he's rescued her, and she says, I suppose I should thank you, but she doesn't thank him, and she was more inclined to whack him over the head with something until she realized who it was, even though this person was in the process of saving her, dragging her out of a riot and getting trampled. But you don't get the idea from her that she's necessarily a you know career climber. I mean, she transferred to the Imperial Security Bureau from another department situation, but that really seems to be more about her realizing that she has strengths that she can use in a way that will 
essentially make the empire better than it already is, right? Her talents are not being used to their full potential. And every interaction that she has with her counterparts in the Imperial Security Bureau and her work with Major Partigas is really about doing the work and doing it well. I mean, the fact that she wants control over Ferex isn't so much about her being power hungry, it's about realizing that she has the ability to find whoever Axis is. She needs control over Ferex to be able to do that. So that's the only reason she's doing it. It's not that she necessarily wants to rise in the ranks. And that, in its way, is kind of even scarier. There's that old saw in corporate America about people being promoted to the level of their incompetence. <laughs> Basically, the idea that, oh, somebody's good at their job, let's give them a promotion and let's keep promoting them until they get to a point where they can't do the job that they're being promoted to because it's just out of their ability range, right? I mean, you know, makes sense. Like, keep people doing the things that they do very well. Well, I mean, that hasn't happened for Dedra yet. Instead, she's only been promoted in ways that make her more dangerous for rebellious efforts. And we know she's not done yet. She is coming back for season two of Andor. It'll be really interesting knowing that we are jumping a year ahead to find out whether she will still be tracking Axis, AKA Luthen Rail, at that point, or whether that'll be a distant memory. I don't think we know whether Stellan Skarsgård is confirmed for season two or not, but certainly the way they ended things suggests that that is the case. Either way, Dedra is going to be a year smarter, a year wiser, and I think she's going to be even more dangerous when we see her next. So that's what I've got for you on Dedra Miro on our series of Andor debriefings, and that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.